Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We're reading in the book of Numbers. Now, last time we read Numbers, chapter 34. Now, chapter 34 was about how Canaan would be divided out to the different tribes of Israel. This time we're ready to read Numbers, chapter 35. And this is going to be about the cities of the Levites and the cities of refuge. So this is Numbers chapter 35. I am reading in the Amplified Bible. Then the Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho, saying, Command the Israelites to give to the Levites cities to live in from the inheritance of their possession. And you shall give to the Levites pasture lands around the cities. The cities shall be theirs to live in, and their pasture lands shall be for their cattle, and for their herds, and for all their livestock. The pasture lands around the cities which you shall give to the Levites shall reach from the wall of the city and outward a thousand cubits, fifteen hundred feet, around. So remember, this is reaching from the wall of the city outward around the city, okay? You shall also measure outside the city on the east, south, west, and north sides 2,000 cubits, that's about 3,000 feet, with the city in the center. This shall belong to the Levites as pasture lands for the cities. Among the cities which you give to the Levites shall be the six cities of refuge, which you shall provide for the one who commits manslaughter to flee to, and in addition to them you shall give forty-two cities to the Levites, so you shall give to the Levites forty-eight cities in all, together with their pasture lands. As for the cities which you shall give from the possession of the Israelites, from the larger tribes, you shall take many, and from the smaller tribes, few. Each tribe shall give at least some of its cities to the Levites in proportion to the size of its inheritance which it possesses. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell the Israelites, when you cross the Jordan River into the land of Canaan, that you shall select for yourselves cities to be cities of refuge, so that the one who kills any person unintentionally may escape there. The cities shall be to you as a refuge from the avenger, so that the one who has caused the death of another will not be killed until he has had a fair trial before the congregation. The cities which you are to provide shall be your six cities of refuge. You shall provide three cities on this east side of the Jordan River and three more cities in the land of Canaan. They are to be the cities of refuge. These six cities shall be a refuge for the Israelites and for the stranger and the resident alien among them, so that anyone who kills a person unintentionally may escape there. But if he struck his victim down intentionally with an iron object so that he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall certainly be put to death. If he struck his victim down intentionally with a stone in hand, which may cause a person to die, and he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall certainly be put to death.
or if he struck his victim down intentionally with a wooden object in hand, which may cause a person to die, and he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall certainly be put to death. The blood avenger shall himself put the murderer to death. He shall put him to death when he meets him. But if he pushed his victim out of hatred or threw something at him with malicious intent and he died, or if in enmity he struck the victim down with his hand and he died, the one that struck the victim shall certainly be put to death. He is a murderer. The blood avenger shall put the murderer to death when he meets him. But if he pushed the victim suddenly, not in enmity, or threw anything at him without malicious intent, or without seeing him hit accidentally with a stone object that could kill him, and he died, and the offender was not his enemy, nor intending to harm him, then the congregation shall judge between the offender and the blood avenger according to these ordinances. The congregation shall rescue the offender from the hand of the blood avenger and return him to his city of refuge, the place to which he had escaped. And he shall live there until the death of the high priest who was anointed with the sacred oil. But if at any time the one guilty of manslaughter comes outside the border of his city of refuge to which he fled, and the blood avenger finds him outside the border of his city of refuge and kills the offender, the blood avenger will not be guilty of murder, because the offender should have remained in his city of refuge until the death of the high priest. But after the high priest's death, the offender shall return to the land of his possession. These things shall be a statute for you throughout your generations, wherever you may be. If anyone kills a person intentionally, the murderer shall be put to death on the testimony of two or more witnesses, but no one shall be put to death on the testimony of only one witness. Moreover, you shall not accept a ransom in exchange for the life of a murderer guilty and sentenced to death but he shall certainly be put to death. You shall not accept a ransom for him who has escaped to his city of refuge so that he may return to live in his own land before the death of the high priest. So you shall not pollute and defile the land in which you live, for the shedding of innocent blood pollutes and defiles the land. No atonement, expiation, can be made for the land for the innocent blood shed in it, except by the blood execution of him who shed it. You shall not defile the land in which you live, in the midst of which I live, for I, the Lord, live among the people of Israel. So as we look at this, the Lord is having the Israelites give certain cities to the Levites. He's letting them choose the cities that they give. Notice also the tribes that remained on the east side of the Jordan, they have to give cities as well. So just because they've chosen to stay on the east side, that did not remove them from their other obligations. 
to the nation of Israel as a whole. You'll notice that the cities of refuge, there are some on the east side and on the west side of the Jordan. And notice the purpose of these cities of refuge are for those who commit manslaughter, who may accidentally, without intentionally doing it, without meaning to cause harm, without malicious intent. Notice the the qualifications here. If if you have somehow accidentally caused the death of someone else, and there's a lot of different ways that can happen in the world, you could be working together on something. Um, In the old days, imagine two people with maybe a pickaxe, and one of them accidentally hits the other because the other one wanders too close, they don't see each other. You know, we're talking about accidental death. We're not really talking about someone who's intentionally murdering the other person. But sometimes family and other people have a hard time dealing with that. Even when someone dies and it's not done intentionally or maliciously, it can still offend the surviving family. And we understand that. And obviously God understands that. And so there is a way for that person to escape until they can have a judgment, until they can like have a court and he can be, you know, um, tried in front of the congregation and it can be decided, well, was this intentional? Was this murder or was this truly an accident? The blood avenger that is mentioned is that next of kin person that is offended and that wants to you know, wants to kill or have revenge or avenge. You get the idea they want to avenge the uh, the death. So that's something to be aware of there. God acknowledges that this is, you know, something that's going to, that's the way people are. That's the way people will react. And if it is a murderer, if the person really is a murderer, you'll notice the blood avenger is okay to go ahead and kill that person. But if they're sentenced to death, it has to be on more than one witness. It can't just be one person saying, oh, they did whatever. So, again, you can kind of see some of the beginnings of our society's laws here because we, we borrowed some of these things. So you can see some of that in our laws. Not exactly the same we have someone, if they're under suspicion, they're, they're arrested and held in a local lockup, we'll call it, and uh, until they can have a trial. So there's some similarity, and that is to protect them as much as it is to protect society, because sometimes you will have family members who, if they had the opportunity, they would kill that person. Now, there's something here, if we'll notice in the last few verses, I think are kind of important. And some of these you can relate to things that happen today and we see in current society. One, in verse 32, let's see, um, you shall not accept, yeah, no, in verse 31, okay, let me back up. So in verse 31, Moreover, you shall not accept a ransom in exchange for the life of a murderer guilty and sentenced to death, but he shall certainly be put to death. In other words, you're not going to allow a rich person 
to buy themselves out of their guilty verdict. If they are a murderer and they are guilty, they shall receive the same punishment as anyone else. And if you think about it, that makes sense. Just because they're rich and they can, you know, pay a ransom, that doesn't mean that they should be able to get away from the consequences of their actions. This goes back to what we read in the New Testament of not being a respecter of persons and not evaluating a rich or well-to-do person above a poor person. This is so that we are treating everyone fairly. Also, a rich person who is not found guilty of murder but did commit manslaughter was involved in the accidental death of someone. You can't accept a ransom for them either so that they can leave their city of refuge. They must wait for the death of the high priest. And if you think about this, this may sound like a punishment on someone that you may consider innocent. However, a lot of times, these manslaughter um, events occur through negligence and through um, people not really paying attention or thinking through what they're doing. So the punishment is not as severe as murder, but there's still some punishment there and they have to wait a certain amount of time before they can go back to their possession, the land of their possession. And notice in verse 33, God talks about, You shall not pollute and defile the land in which you live, for the shedding of innocent blood pollutes and defiles the land. No atonement can be made for the land for the innocent blood shed in it. So, and it says, except for by the blood of the execution of him who shed it. So think of all the innocent blood that we've had shed even in our country. That This goes straight to part of the problem of, of uh, abortion. You're talking about innocent blood being shed and there's no atonement being made for it at all, and it is polluting and defiling the land. It, it pollutes and defiles our society. I think we can see that readily and easily. And then in verse 34, you'll notice, You shall not defile the land in which you live, in the midst of which I live, for I, the Lord, live among the people of Israel. Now you may say that doesn't count for us. However, We are now God's people. The Spirit of God is in us. When we defile the land in which we live, then we're defiling the land in which the Lord also lives among His people. We have to realize all these things still apply to us. Just because it says to the people of Israel or the children of Israel, well, nowadays we are God's children, we are God's people. Now, I'm not saying we have to follow all the rules of the, the old law and uh, all the traditions that they followed. That's not what I'm saying at all. But at the heart of the law is ideas like this. Shedding innocent blood is wrong and it pollutes and defiles. Um, it defiles the land is what is said here, but it also defiles society or our nation. It hurts our nation. So that's just some thoughts for Numbers chapter 35. 
That's just what I was thinking here as we read those last verses, how they kind of apply to our nation even today. So I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.